0: Good morning church, good morning. If you're glad to be here, make some noise. I'm so glad to be here. My name is Charles and I am the pastor of Cross Creek NYC. And we are fresh off of our mission trip with the students. And as they show the pictures on the screen, I want to let you guys know that your students really came and made an impact in Harlem for the gospel. Make some noise for your students. It was a long week of mission work. And they were able to have faith conversations. They were able to introduce people to me and Luke and uh, our church. They were able to ride the subway and deal with the grit of New York. But let me tell you, the grit of New York was nothing compared to the grit of those who are determined to share the word of God with the lost. So um, I, I, I encourage you, if you have not considered coming on a mission trip to be with us in New York, I want you to consider coming to visit us in September. We have another trip coming in September. I promise you, this is a life-changing event. Not only will you get to, be, to come and be missionaries alongside us in New York City, but you will get to be a part of the beginning of what God is doing through the Cross Creek Network and in Harlem as we plant this church. So one more time, make some noise for your students. Next week. Next week, Josue and the college students will be with us, and they will uh, have another mission trip. So I want to pray for them um, as they come uh, to join us. But today, I'm excited because I get to close out our Summer Wise series. Pastor Craig has been, for the last few weeks, really been teaching us a lot about wisdom. And not only wisdom, but the the option between wisdom and wisdom and foolishness or folly. And I'll I tell you, I've been streaming and he's been really convicting me. I love the book of Proverbs. I love where we get to understand and apply the Lord's wisdom to our life. And today, um, I'm gonna preach a message to you called Pick Your Party. And Proverbs chapter nine teaches us about there's two invitations in life. And there's two parties that you can attend. One is hosted by wisdom and the other is hosted by foolishness. Now, I know you're, you're heading to Proverbs chapter 9 right now because I said that, but I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 to get us started. We'll end up back in Proverbs chapter 9, I promise you. So Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it reads like this. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Will you bow your head with me as we pray to the Lord for this word? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, not only for who you are, but for what you've already shared with us in your holy word. I pray that today I would share something that you would speak through me and someone would hear your word and they would make the decision to choose to live wisely and to reject the invitation to live foolishly. Lord, we pray for our pastor um, as he is away with his wife I pray that you would refresh him during this sabbatical time. I pray that you would pour into him as he seeks to lead this church. I pray that you would give him uh, vision and, and continue to give him boldness for the gospel. And we pray for the mission team that's coming to New York next week. We pray for the college students. We pray for every leader. We pray for every conversation that will be had. We pray that everything that will be done will lead us one step closer to planting your church. So today, share your wisdom with us, Lord and help us to apply it to our lives. So, in Jesus' name, we pray. Everyone say, Amen. Okay. So, a couple Sundays ago, um, I made a decision. I woke up, and I said, you know what? This Sunday, I'm going to go to Bedside Baptist. I'm staying in the bed, and I'm streaming service. Oh, they didn't get it, babe. Bedside Baptist, they didn't yeah, Okay. So, I'm staying in bed, and I'm just going to stream service. I'm comfortable. My wife is here. It's, it's fine. We've been doing this during the quarantine. I'm just going to stream service. I want to catch this Summerwise series. It's been so great. So I lean over, and I see my wife is already watching TV. She's watching a movie called Raya and the Last Dragon. And she's like, babe, you need to watch this movie. It's really cool. It's about a young lady who's searching for the last dragon named Sisu. And then I said, babe, we need to watch service. Let's click over. We'll watch this movie later. So we stream service and we're in bed, we're ready to receive the word. We click on, and Pastor Craig comes up, and he's like, all right, Proverbs chapter six, verse nine. How long will you stay in bed, slacker? I was like, oh my goodness. This word is cutting deep this morning, right? I know the word is a two-edged sword, but Pastor Craig, you didn't have to come straight for me. So I personally felt attacked, I'm not gonna lie. Um, He didn't have to do that, but it wasn't because Pastor Craig said anything offensive, but it reminded me of the type of person that I did not want to be. I don't want to be a lazy person. I don't want to be what he said, a slacker, or sometimes the word says a sluggard. And that's what I pray that this wisdom series has been doing for you. As Pastor Craig and as I open the word and we start telling you these principles of wisdom, I pray that you start to reflect not only on the type of person that you are, But the type of life that you're leading, and which way am I going? Am I leading my life? Am I building my life? Am I inviting people into wisdom? Or am I living my life in foolishness? And am I inviting other people to live a life of foolishness? If you go with me to Proverbs chapter 9, we're actually gonna be there this time. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it starts us to understand how Solomon wants to conclude these first nine chapters. So if you read Proverbs 1 through 9, you see Solomon, he's taking the role of a father and trying to uh, encourage his sons to live wisely. And today we can even read some of the things that he says and it's still applicable. And um, I want you to read with me verse 10. So it it sounds a lot like Proverbs chapter one, but it's him repeating it and even expounding on it. But before I read that, I want to remind you of what Pastor Craig taught us the definition of wisdom is. He told us that knowledge is what you know, but wisdom is what you do with what you know. We all know some people that know a lot, but they don't apply what they know. There are a lot of people that have a lot of knowledge. They have a lot of stuff in their head, but their feet don't move based off of the things that they know. And wisdom is taking what you know and actually doing something with it. Pastor Craig says that wisdom is the ability to think, speak, and act in a skillful way that pleases God no matter the circumstances. So if you're taking notes, let me give you two quick nuggets of wisdom before we start reading the scripture. So ultimately, wisdom reminds us that you are ultimately responsible for the type of person that you become. You are responsible for the person that you become. We all are born with different backgrounds, different life situations, different families, but ultimately, the decisions that we make in life are up to us. We decide the type of person we are to become. The second thing I want you to write down is that knowing God starts with fearing God. And fearing God just means respecting Him and having reverence for Him. Seeing Him literally as the Lord who knows better than you do. The quality of your life is determined by the decisions you make and the relationships that you build. Now, let's read Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. And Solomon says this Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. Verse 12, if you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. So in a nutshell, Solomon is teaching us that if you choose wisdom, you're choosing the path of good judgment and more life. How many of you in here want more life? You want a good life. You want the Lord to expand your days. You want to have a good quality of life. I know I do. He's saying that when you choose wisdom, you choose the road of good judgment and more life. But then he says, but if you choose folly or foolishness, you are choosing suffering. The decisions that you make and the relationships that you build while living in foolishness ultimately result in suffering. And a lot of us can relate to this because, let's be honest, let's be transparent in here, we all can think back to a time where we made a foolish decision and we had to suffer the consequences for that foolish decision. If you were honest with yourself, it wasn't that the enemy was attacking you, it wasn't spiritual warfare, it wasn't bad luck. This was, I made a decision, and now I'm dealing with the consequences. Wisdom teaches us to have good judgment and to ultimately say these three wise words. Get ready for this. These are some of the, these are, this is one of the most wisest sentences that you can say. I don't know. <laughs> say it with me. I don't know. A wise man once said that, and that's, you know what, I'm gonna take that, that's really good. Admitting that you don't know, humility is the start on your path to wisdom let me tell you this story so me and my wife last week actually while we were leading the mission team Luke and I my wife's parents came to visit New York and my wife is such a great host and she wanted me to be with her as we showed them around this park called Morningside Park It's right by where we live now in Morningside Park They have this really cool monument of the Statue of Liberty just laying in the park. And a lot of people take pictures in front of it, and it's a really cool uh, place to take people who are visiting. So we took her parents to the park, and we got to this part in the park where you could go this way or you could go that way. And neither one of us really remembered which way to go, but here I am, the man, the leader. I say, babe, I'm pretty sure we should go this way. But in my mind, I was like, I have no idea which way is the right way. But I can't let her know that, so I'm like, yes, I'm sure we should go this way. But all my married men in here, you can relate to say that nobody can expose your foolishness better than your wife. So as I'm saying, yes, we should go this way, I I feel my wife looking at you. You can feel your wife looking at you. So I, I feel her looking at me, and I see her say, babe, I don't think that's the right way. And even though I didn't know, I still stood on the, no, babe, this is the right way. So, as a group, we took the way that I chose. And literally, what was a 30-second trip to the monument this way turned into a 30-minute detour around the park. So by the time we get to the monument, we sweaty, we tired, other people are taking pictures, and we didn't even have time to really enjoy the monument. All because I didn't want to humble myself and admit Those three words, say it with me again. I don't know. The beginning of wisdom is humility. It takes a lot of humility just to admit to yourself, there's a lot that I don't know. And the Lord knows better than me. So I'm gonna respect the Lord, I'm going to fear the Lord and let Him guide me with His wisdom but you have to humble yourself to even be at the point to start to gain wisdom. That's the first thing I want you to take note today. You decide which person you will be and wisdom starts with you humbling yourself. Okay, so I told you about these two different parties that in life we have to decide which one we're going to. So let's take a look at the party hosted by wisdom. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 9, verse one. Now, I want you to read this and envision wisdom as a person, wisdom as the host of a party. And it tells you how she invites people to this party. Verse 1, it says, wisdom has built her house. She has carved its seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. So immediately in verse two, we learn something very important about wisdom. And that is that wisdom invites you into a prepared place. It says that wisdom has built the home, set the table, mixed the wine, prepared the dinner. Wisdom invites you into a prepared place. Now, what is this prepared place? Wisdom is inviting you into the life that God has prepared for you. Each and every one of us has a life that the Lord has prepared for us, but it takes wisdom for us to get to living that type of life, to being the type of person that the Lord has designed for us, but it's already prepared for us. The Lord knows your future. He knows who He has called you to be. He's already prepared that life for you, but it's up to you to decide to accept the invitation of wisdom. Keep reading, verse three, She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come to wisdom. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. So verse 3 teaches us something else about wisdom. Wisdom sends out servants to invite people into wisdom. Now, this is very important because We serve and attend a discipleship church, a disciple-making church. Our pastor has a vision to make disciples that make disciples. And when you become wise and fear the Lord, the Lord sends you out to bring people into wisdom. You see how that works? I invite you into wisdom, you gain wisdom. Now, you invite other people to gain wisdom as well. So we are the servants that are inviting people into wisdom. Keep reading. Are you all still with me? Okay, verse 4. Now, look look at her invitation. Come in with me, she urges the simple. Let's pause here. Nobody likes to be considered simple. Simple is like calling somebody basic. That's never been a compliment for somebody. Ooh, you are basic. Nobody's ever like, thank you. Like, no, that's not a compliment, but it's honest. When you don't have wisdom, you are inexperienced, and you lack good judgment. You are simple. So what wisdom does is invite you in to good judgment and good decisions. So she says, those who are simple and those who lack judgment, she says, come eat my food, come drink my wine, and leave your simple ways behind and begin to do what? Live. Learn to use good judgment. The last thing we learn about wisdom is that wisdom calls you out of your simple life into a new life. Wisdom addresses the life that you're currently living, the simple simple life that you currently live, and invites you into a new life that is no longer led by your decision-making, how you feel, your desires, your pleasures, but what pleases the Lord. It takes you out of your old life into your new life and invites you to learn and live through wisdom. So that is the host of wisdom. Let's look at folly. So, we just learned that wisdom invites you into life. So, if wisdom invites you into life, naturally, the opposite, folly, invites you into death. Let's look at verse 13. Let's look at this host and her party. It says, the woman named folly is brash. Brash is another word for aggressive. And then it says, she is ignorant and doesn't know it. Now, if you admit, if you watch TV, if you listen to music, if you pay attention to culture and society at all, it seems like sin is the loudest, right? Foolishness is on full blast. The invitation to be foolish, you can't miss it. Everybody's foolish. Foolish is cool. Foolish is what everybody does. It seems like the invitation to this party is everywhere. And oh, everybody's having a great time, right? Keep going, verse 14. It says, she sits in the doorway on the heights overlooking the city she calls out to men going by who are minding their own business stop right here notice the difference between her folly and wisdom wisdom built the house prepared the party and invited people in folly didn't build her house folly didn't prepare a place folly just stood at the door and invited people who were minding their business why Because folly is ignorant of what folly is even inviting people into. Let's stop and let's be honest again. Before you came to the Lord, you lived a life of folly and foolishness, and you didn't even actually know that you were lost. It took somebody who was wise to come in and share the word with you, share the gospel with you, for you to understand your ignorance. So there are people who are foolish and invited people into foolishness, and they don't even know what they're doing. They are ignorant of where they're leading their life to. Keep reading verse 17. This is interesting. Look at her invitation. Verse 17, she invites those who lack good judgment. She says, stolen water is refreshing. Food eaten in the secret tastes the best. What? Let's read that again. Read that again. Stolen water is refreshing. Food eaten in secret tastes the best. Do you see what she just did there? Doesn't sin and the promotion of sin, they always promote the pleasure of sin, but not the consequences. She said, ooh, stolen water tastes good, and food eaten in secret is great. So her invitation to foolishness, she only tells half of the story. She gives you the pleasurable part, she gives you the fun part, but she doesn't tell you that when you partake, it leads to death. Verse 18 says, but little do they know that death is where they are. Her guests are in the depths of the grave. We ultimately realize that folly leads to death, and it's not always a physical death. It might be a death of your future. It might be a death of your legacy. It might be a death of your destiny. It might be a death of the things that the Lord has called you to do. If you choose foolishness, if you attend this party, ultimately, it will lead to death. So we learn that wisdom invites us into life, but folly invites us in to death. So I encourage anyone here, if you are at the crossroads, and you hear the Lord calling you into wisdom, into discipleship. This, this, this series has really spoken to you, and you say, Wow, I am not living my life according to the wisdom of God. But I've been at this party and I've enjoyed my life. There's been pleasure, but I feel empty. I can tell that there is not a good end to this. I encourage you not to believe the illusion of foolishness. Ultimately, it leads to death. Now, I told you guys at the beginning of this message that a couple weeks ago I woke up and went to Bedside Baptist, but my wife was watching this movie called Raya and the Last Dragon. I don't know if you've seen this movie, it's a new Disney movie, but after we watched the service I said, babe, I know you're watching the movie, I'll watch it with you, let's see what this movie's all about. And there was a scene in this movie that really spoke to me. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys do this, but preachers, we can, like, find the gospel literally in anything. So I've, I'm watching a Disney movie like, hallelujah, Lord. She's like, what? What are you? <laughs> Raya. So, Raya and the Last Dragon is about a young girl, and she is a part of a nation that is divided amongst many other nations. And it's her heart goal to unify all of the nations. And she thinks, if I can just find the last dragon, That will bring unity back to all of the nations. So she sets out on a journey to find the last dragon. And what do you know, Raya finds the last dragon. The last dragon's name is Sisu. And Sisu is cool because she's a dragon, but she can turn into being a human. So she becomes a human and Raya is walking around with Sisu. But the thing is, Sisu knows how to be a dragon, but Sisu doesn't know how to be a human. I can look like a human, but I don't know how to be a human. So a lot of the movie is Raya teaching Sisu how to be a regular person. So there's this scene where Sisu just wakes up one day and she says, Ooh, I want to go shopping. Isn't that really like a regular person? We just randomly want to go shopping. Like You can relate to that. Sisu said, I want to go shopping, but wait, I don't have any money. One of Raya's friends says, Oh no, you're an adult. Just put it on credit. That's literally one of the most unwise pieces of advice you can give somebody. But Sisu's like, credit? What is that? And Raya's friend says, credit is when you get everything that you want and you just pay it off letter. Credit. So Sisu's like, ooh, I love credit. So Sisu, in her ignorance, she goes to the village and she buys everything that she wants. She grabs hats, jewelry. She is decked out in all of the nice things that she wants. She's having fun. She's full of pleasure. And then she gets so much stuff that she has to literally carry it out of the village. But before she can carry it out, all the people of the village surround her and say, uh, are you going to pay for that? And she says, oh, no, no. I put it on credit. And they say, "Uh uh-uh, we don't know you, so your credit is not good here. We need you to pay for that right now. So Sisu was in a tough situation where she thought she could get everything that she wanted, and she wanted to put it on credit, but, but because she didn't have the relationship with the people, she did not have good credit to be able to pay it off. And isn't that just like when we hear the gospel and someone told us that the way that you've been living your life, the decisions that you've been making, how you've been doing the things that you want to do, You have have racked up a debt, and that debt is because of sin. And we all know that the wages of sin is death. And guess what? This is a debt that you cannot pay. And ultimately, you're going to have to pay that. But there is some good news that the Lord sent His only begotten Son to live the type of life that you cannot live and die the death that you cannot die. And all of the debt that you had and you couldn't afford it, The Lord put it on His credit. Can we thank the Lord that Jesus had good credit? Let me just go ahead and turn around. (laughs) Jesus had good credit, and I thank Him for seeing my foolishness and not allowing me to go down a path that led to death. He came into my life and sent someone who was of the Wisdom Party and shared the gospel with me, and I chose the life of wisdom. I encourage somebody who's here today and someone who might be streaming, You are at a crossroads in your life, and the Lord is speaking to you. He's been speaking to you through these sermons or maybe even just this message. You might be young. You might be in the middle of your life. You might even feel like you have wasted your life living how you want to live. But if you're here today and you've heard this message, that this is the Lord saying that it's never too late for you to choose wisdom, for you to choose me, for you you to choose the life that I have chosen for you. I want to pray for you, and I pray that today will be the day that you make a decision to choose wisdom, to choose the life that the Lord has for you, because this is the only life that is worth living anyway. Because ultimately on this side, it leads to death, the death of your dreams, the death of your future. The Lord has created you to do some, something unique and special in His kingdom, and it starts with you embracing wisdom. Will you pray for me? and with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the fact that you are a God that saw us in our lostness, saw us in our foolishness, but you didn't want us to stay there. So you gave us the opportunity to be in right relationship with you by sinning Jesus Christ. And we thank you that he lived a life that we couldn't live and that he died for our sins. And we thank you that because of his good credit, we are no longer in debt to you. But in order for us to receive this gift that you offer us, we have to say yes to you. We have to say yes to your way. We have to say yes to your lordship. And there is someone here today, both in this church and on the stream, and they have not said yes to you. They have not chosen the life of wisdom, the life that you have for them. I pray that this will be a wake-up call for them. I pray that this will be the day that they decide I no longer want to live the way that foolishness is leading me to live because ultimately I'm seeing what this is doing to my life. Lord, I want the life that you have for me. I want the life that you have created for me, and I want to be who you have created me to be. Lord, today someone's making the decision to choose wisdom over foolishness. I pray that you would wrap your arms around them, and I pray that they would be embraced by a church full of imperfect people who are serving a perfect God, who are grateful that wisdom saved their lives. It's in Jesus' name we ask all these things, and we celebrate the person who made that decision. And everyone say amen, amen, amen.